Get ready to join the conversation. Win or lose, victory or agonizing defeat, disappointment or glory. Climbing the pocket is here. Cheers, everybody. It's Dave here, and we're about ready to start the final score. Now, if I can just bring up the right window, and there we have it. <laughs> Mr. Deshaun Vaughn is joining me to discuss what we just saw in preseason game two, the Vikings hosting the Indianapolis Colts. What did you think, Deshaun? The offense looked bad, man. <laughs> all three. All three looked terrible. Uh, but the offensive line, though, I'll say, man, that first team offensive line looked good. I mean, besides Richard Hill getting cooked by a rookie. But, yes, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's kind of what we expected, though. We we know Richard Hill is not really that long-term starter guy. He's that spot starter guy. So, he, I mean, he gave up a sack to Quiddy Pay, but outside of that, he didn't do horribly, and that's what we expect from him. Yeah, but you hope, you hope that the grizzled veteran can show a thing or two to the rookie, and the rookie made him look sad. <laughs> um, yeah, Quiddy, Quiddy's a different type of he's a different type of player, man. He came out, he's ultra athletic, and he's just going to give guys like Hill problems. I mean, I just that's the lose lose for us out there. Uh, I tweeted out that like having those four guys on the inside be able to handle their own like they did. Uh-huh. And then what you can do is offer help on the outside to Hill when he faces these kind of guys. And then you're getting a uh, offensive line that's significantly better than what we've had in years past. Now I'm gonna come out with a little bit of hot take, but I, after that performance today, cause we were last year, we were seeing our offensive line get beat by people who didn't even have great offensive lines. I mean, I remember when we played the Jaguars, we were not doing well at all. Uh-huh. This offensive line, I think, might end up being the best one we've had in the last five or six seasons, maybe even beyond that. Those guys went out. They played a great game in pass pro and in run blocking. Delvin Cook is going to. Dalvin Cook is smiling, man, ear from ear. Yeah. Ali Udo and Brian O'Neill are a tandem on those blocks, man. They just create massive lanes. Yes, they do. And uh, Ali O'Neill was our Odie over on that right side just blew away anybody that was there. It was amazing. I was quite pleased. Um, give me a second while I try to bring in a special guest, one that's been asked for numerous times, has finally made it. She's in school doing her thing, learning to be a superstar, Mr. Tanishka. But right now, I'm working on setting up the screen. Here we go. Let's go back to live publish. And there we have it. Tanishka, how are you doing? Can you hear us, Tanny? Oh, come on. Publish, 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 publish. Ah, Is it going? Is it going? Is it going? There we go. Tanny, are you there? Can you hear us? Can you hear us? Penny, I don't think she can hear us. Oh, no. Oh, we got to get some. A uh, bunch of people have been pumping. Jeffrey says hi. Dan says skull. Freddie says, where was ISM? ISM had a good night. Um, at least everything I saw. Um, yeah, I think he really. I think dude. he's starting to. He's starting to embrace that multifaceted role, and he's mm-hmm. not that. He's not just going to be a wide receiver. I think he had sixty return yards on two kicks, which is better than I think. Uh, I saw Will from. Um, oof, so he's he's been on the show before. He tweeted out that our long he surpassed our longest kick return from last year and our longest yes, pass punt return in one night. So he's finding a role for himself. Now, it might not be the wide receiver role that everybody wanted it to be, 
But as kind of like that, I think he was a fifth or sixth round pick. You got to find some kind of role to stick with the team. And then you progress into being that wide receiver three. Well, Mike Zimmer, and we just lost Tanny. So I'm going to flip back to the other screen. Um, we just lost Tanny. The Mike Zimmer had said, these guys got to make the team via the special teams. And ISM had a it was 41 or 43 yard kick return and then he had a 16 yard punt return that stick in my head. Well folks, if you can get 20 yards on a kick return and you can get 10 yards on a punt return, you're doing well. So he exceeded those expectations. That's stuff that will get him those jobs. With Wang Chung, Canaan Wang Wu, um, with the extent, <laughs> uh, the extent, uh, hyperextended knee being out, you've got to rely on somebody. And if ISM can step up like he did tonight, that would be awesome. Absolutely yeah. awesome. That kind of stuff wins games. So that punt that he returned was actually a 52-yard punt. That's a really good punt. But after his return, turns out it, it comes down to only 36 yards. That's a terrible punt. So stuff like that, it, it flips fields. It does a lot for the offense. And it's just that stuff is important. I mean, of course, wide receiver three is what everybody wants. But if he can come out and really improve that aspect of our game, it, it might even do more than a wide receiver three because it makes the team more well-rounded in all facets of the game. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I agree with you. Tanny, can you hear us? You probably hate that nickname. (laughs) Can you hear us, Tanishka? Talk to us. She can't hear us. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, so sad. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Tammy, no. Mm. She can see us. She should be able to see us, but we can't hear you. And there she goes. All right, we'll go back to two people. Hey, folks, that's what happens when you do live TV. Hey, I'm glad that everybody has joined us. Oh, my God. Have we got a response tonight? All the way out from Australia. Stephen Powers. Australia, yep. (laughs) Um, Mary's there. Of course, Freddie um, is the faithful. Concerned about backup QB situation and concerned about the kicker. Kicker. Joseph made one of the two. He made a 49-yarder and he missed the 51, pushed it right. Yeah. It's a 50-plus yeah. yarder. It's the preseason. Okay. You like you like for them to make all their kicks, but it's not super realistic. These guys aren't right. Justin Tucker or whatever. So he made a 49-yarder. That's a pretty <laughs> solid distance. It's a couple yards off. At least he made something. I think it's better. That if he had missed two, I feel like the entire community would have been in Oh, yeah. They would have been upset. But he, he went 50% tonight. And both of them were long ones. I mean, anything right. over 35 yards, is you're getting into the longer range. And he hit the 49-yarder and missed the 51, pushed it two yards right. Yeah, You know, that happens. I'm, I can be okay with that as long as it doesn't persist that way. We got Dan tonight joining us. We have uh, Viking Jerome, of course. Freddie Hall. Jeffrey Klein. Uh, Jeffrey Kine, I think it's pronounced, and Raymond, of course. Um, Stephen Power. Do you think the Vikes will sign Okun and Griffin? So I definitely think they signed Griffin. Now, I've seen tonight, so I think a lot of people, people don't like Stephen Weatherly. <laughs> they, uh, they just don't think very highly of him. But I think after I saw what happened tonight, the Griffin signing, I think, is more about Wanham rather than Weatherly. Weatherly had a great game tonight. 
he did a lot of things right. He did a lot of things right in run defense. He did a lot of things right in affecting the passing lanes like that. Interception, I mean, while it was both Watts and Weatherly, Weatherly is the reason why the ball was high. He got he pushed the tackle back. He got his arms up. He forced, I think it was Ellinger who threw the pass to throw the ball high. And then Watts got like a little bit of a hand on it, kind of tossing off the trajectory. But those kind of things don't pop up on the stat sheet, but those are the kind of things that win games, and that's the stuff that Weatherly does. He also had a nice pressure where he pulled out a, a Griffin spin move and mm-hmm. met Watts at the quarterback. So he came out, he showed that he can be that end number two. And now Wanum, he he didn't play great, but he also wasn't bad. He wasn't. So bad. I feel. Right. So I feel like that's why they're bringing Griffin back is to kind of raise the floor of their pass rush just a tad bit. Yeah, Raymond, we got to ask, how did Cousins play? He didn't think Cousins was bad, but the other QBs were terrible. Uh, Cousins wasn't good either. I don't, none of them I, were really good. And I can't, I can't tell if it's the play calling or if it's just that if he's out there without – feeling Jefferson and Cook. I mean, expecting Cousins to be good without those guys is just not realistic. No, but. That, no, I have an issue with that. I saw that on Twitter quite a bit. Oh, he didn't have his receivers. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> He's a quarterback. He should be able to throw to a receiver, whether the receiver's open or not. That's irrelevant. He should be able to throw to that spot. Just because it isn't your favorite receiver, that shows... On him, he should be able to read the field and throw to the correct spot or to a receiver and get the ball there. He didn't. Um, I'm looking for, I downloaded a tweet tonight that explains it all. Judd Zolgad, friend of mine, said, Cousins Knight. There it is. Right? Five for seven. 23 yards, 15 plays, 0 for 3, third down, 63 total net yards, and time of possession. Okay. How many balls went to wide receivers? I think he tried to get Thielen killed once, and then everything else was to <laughs> running backs. And it, nothing was beyond three yards. And I have a problem with... Nothing going beyond the sticks. Now, granted, you can throw short of the sticks when you got the downs and you got the field position. You can do that and hope your guys get it. But there's other times when you need to be aggressive and go beyond the sticks. He was not doing that tonight. He looks off. Um, Judd, in a different uh, tweet that I did not capture, said he has not looked good since he got back from the COVID protocol, even in practice. And that's a shame. Last year, he took, what, the first five or six games, he looked bad, right? And then he got, we got to Kirk Tober, and he was outstanding. We need him to get that hot start now because we got to bank those wins early because of the way the season folds out. We're going to need that padding going into that middle part of the season, which is rough. Um. So, I mean, I think Kirk has – Kirk and he, Kirk has always been like that. He's had these times – there's like a Kirk spectrum where he just kind of like at times slides to the bad end, but he always kind of either ascends or regresses back to the mean – Kirk Cousins, and we know what that is. So, I mean, I wouldn't worry too much, but I, you are right that we do need him to be there early in the season because that latter half of the season is rough. But now that we, I feel like we have more pieces in place to kind of cushion that blow of Kirk Cousins not always playing his best. He had time tonight, man, and that's just not something that we did, we had last year. Now, it's just, who knows if that'll carry over to the season. But now that we can run Joseph plays a little different. No. Go ahead. <laughs> now that we can run plays a little differently, we can drop back and pass. It it just gives us more options to do different things. We have Jefferson now that he's not Jefferson of the first three weeks of the season. It's I feel like it won't it's not gonna be a repeat of last season. 
he did look rough, unfortunately. But I think he'll settle back into that mean Kirk Cousins. And I think once we get around to October, we'll start to see him ascend a little bit. Now, what I'm worried about is the play calling. Because I cannot tell. Now, I liked the pitch rollouts. I think those are solid plays. I don't think they completed a pass on. I think they completed maybe one pass out of the two. I think those are solid play calls to move the pocket. But it did nothing came of it. And I can't tell if this is Clint being vanilla or if this is just Clint. Right. Or if this is just Clint. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see where the play calling takes us. I don't know. I mean, there's nothing there to inspire confidence yet. <laughs> but maybe when Jefferson comes back, he has those guys that he can single out plays for. Things will get a little better. I'm kind of disappointed that I haven't seen anything for Irv Smith. Uh, I thought I maybe we would have seen some something to get him in that 10 to 20 range that he's been doing mm-hmm. so well in practice with. But we didn't see that. Maybe he's saving it. Who knows? Well. And I guess he we'll wasn't have to wait one for... of the starters that was held out today either. He played. Yeah, he played. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he played. But I think he was targeted once on a pitch rollout where he just kind of just ran to the flat, picked up. Oh, and he ran into the guy, ran the guy over. <laughs> but yeah, they didn't really give him a chance to showcase what he can really do. And I hope that's not a problem going forward with Clint not putting his guys in position to succeed. We'll see. Hopefully, that's still it's a huge part of Mark preseason. Right. And he's doing the nothing but vanilla thing. Um, whereas on the defensive side, we didn't see just vanilla tonight. We saw double A gap blitzes. We saw linebacker blitzes off the wazoo. Um, we saw all sorts of things where Mike was getting a little bit amorous with his defense. And the defense played as a whole, I thought, better especially better than the first game. Yeah, those guys, Zim lit a fire, and the depth too. The guys that were not playing well last week were making plays this week. So we saw them So we saw them mix in the starters and the depth players. And I think that provided a much better understanding of what the Vikings' depth really is rather than throwing your entire second team out there, you're not going to get a great result. So now that you see they put the starters in, so they'll have Troy Dye out there, and he was flying all, all over the place. Stuff that we've never Jim, seen from Troy Dye. Jim mentioned, yes. And he Troy had, Dye did great. I mean, the he did pick fantastic. Six, and it's a little weird for me. He seems small for a linebacker. I like my linebackers around 250. <laughs> yeah. But the game is changing. They're going smaller. But he was flying around there, going for the ball, going for the hits, going for the tackles, and, of course, the pick six. Yeah, and it's really important for Dye that it was in both phases. It was both in pass coverage and in run defense. And then run defense was kind of something we were waiting for him to be able to diagnose plays and kind of you know get into the backfield like Barr does, and he was doing that tonight. And then you have Nick Vigil with the pass coverage. I think it was like the first pass of the game where I think they targeted like Mo Ali Cox or something. He was all over it. So having their your depth guys mix in with some of your starters and get that result, and I think that gave us a more realistic output on what this defense will be. Tomlinson and Pierce looked great. The middle was great. Oh, yes, they did. Uh, I love the big fantastic. boys in the middle. They were stopping <laughs> stuff. I wish the defensive ends played better. We didn't have Hunter. Hunter was one of those held out. Um, but like you said, we had Weatherly and Wanham, and we'll see if we add Griffin back to that mix. But those middle guys just uh, they were eating stuff up. And yeah, they, they weren't the only ones. You talk about playing better than last week. All right, Zimmer obviously got pissed off last week. He yelled at the team. He said they played horribly. There were a few people that stood out that upped their game. Troy Dye was one of them. Another one, when we talk about the middle of that defensive line, was Armand Watts. He was eating everybody's lunch all day long. And he was getting push back into the quarterback most of the day. And he was making tackles and he was uh, deflecting balls and he got the one interception on his part and on a deflected ball. I mean, he didn't do it. He's just there. And that was wonderful to see. He was one that stood out. Troy Dye stood out. Speaking of Zimmer getting down on people and screaming at him, uh, Cole quit 
The punter had a day. Oh my God, was he booming it? Um, Die has taken the next step. Lynch is too. Lynch had some pressures. Yeah, yeah. He Lynch had, had some good plays pressures. too. Those guys look fast. They look so much faster than they did last week. You could tell they were just going. They were just diagnosing and going. They weren't as timid, and they were really making some plays out there. Yep, and I want to see that on the offensive side, too. Can we see that on the offensive side? We get that on both sides. We're going, the sky's the limit. Um, Right. We'll see. Um, Chaz did play better. I thought he did. Um, I kind of liked what I've seen from Chaz, but... The whole, his, he's just small. He's, right, and he's just so tiny. He was making good that. reads, but he was still getting beat, and that sucks because oh, he's there, small. There was one play, I think it was Chaz, pretty sure it was Chaz. He was in the right position, but he got blown out and knocked back like three or four yards. And see, that's yeah, where, that's- you know, I grew up at the time where, a linebacker was the defensive equivalent to a fullback, basically, right? And or a guard about that size, and they were they were responsible for the runs and filling the holes. And a linebacker was just mean, and they'd hit. They loved to hit. I mean, it's just they lived for it, right? They didn't have a good day until they had somebody bleeding on the other side, and or unconscious and wheeled off. That's the way linebackers played. That's not the way they play today. They're more into pass coverage and more finesse. But you still need those big guys to stop the run. You don't have the workhorses. You don't have Earl Campbell busting up the middle, plowing over people, or even Adrian Peterson. All right, I'm a little old, so I go back (laughs) further. But Adrian Peterson, everybody knows Adrian Peterson, would plow over people because he loved it. He loved to take on those guys. You don't have those type of running backs. And so the linebackers can be smaller and they're more needed in the pass protection realm. But it is just so weird to see them. And it would be nice to watch these guys grow and also beef up and put up 20 pounds. You don't, You look at Kendricks and you don't think he's small, right? You look at Barr when he's out there and he wasn't tonight. And you don't think he's small. But when you look at Dyer, Chasserat, you go, oh, these guys need to be bigger. But, hey, it is what it is. The game evolves. Yeah, and I think for smaller guys, they just have to maybe work on their angles a little bit more. Maybe when you yeah, fill a hole, don't that. don't take – yeah, don't take the guy, the like 300-pounder coming right at you head on. You're not going to win that battle. But hey, <laughs> Proper tackling technique, you can take down anybody. It's that you've got to, you've got to literally break down, hit. I was taught with the head, but can't do that anymore. <laughs> Shoulder, do that <laughs> wrap, pick up, go down. Even if they take you down, you're only giving up maybe right. a yard, right? That's fine. If you give up one or two yards on the line of scrimmage, that's fine. Then it's from first and ten, it's now second and eight. Okay, we can live with that. That still advantages the defense. But don't get knocked back four or five yards because right. you're a featherweight and you just got bowled over. Um, but, hey, I think, it's, I think it's good. There's some more positive vibes coming off of this preseason game, even though there was tons of things that we were yelling at right. the screen for. There's more positive vibes I'm getting coming off of this game. I think it's because we – there are certain aspects of the team where we already know what we're going to get. We know we know what this offense is already. We kind of already know. Even without a, the, the use of a wide receiver three, we know how good this offense can be. So when we had parts of the team where we weren't so sure, I think that just kind of trumps everything. So when the offensive line came out and gave Kirk Cousins all day, when the defensive line came out and it was like night and day with last year's line to this year's line, and I want to say they did a fantastic job of getting the Colts into second, third, and like five, six, or seven. And that stuff, that's where Mike Zimmer is at his best, as you can see. And then Brashard Breeland, man, like he's out there playing like a cornerback number one. Like he is – He's out here about to take Patrick Peterson's spot. He made several plays today. He looked he great. He was and- blanketing receivers 
And right. the one where the guy caught the ball and he just stuck his hand in and scooped it out. And it was just like, you can't play that any better. Because the receiver was in position. The receiver did absolutely the correct 100% thing. Blocked him out with his hips as he's coming across. Caught the ball. Went like this. And Brashad Breland came around the side, stuck his hand in, and yanked it out. That is exquisite corner play. Period. We could live with that all day long. That is a reception that is turned into a denial. And by all means, I was like, yeah! <laughs> right, yeah. Now, and I think it, we're starting to see comp- this competency. And then on top of that, we're playing without Barr and Hunter. We're not even like at full strength, and we were right. playing fantastic. And then Patrick, I don't, Patrick Peterson didn't play either. So this defense, this defense has a chance to be really good, like really, really good. Like, I, I mean – I thought top 10 was like a I, – I always had them ranked around like as soon as we got like Patrick Peterson, you know, we brought Weatherly back. We signed the two guys in the middle. I thought that they had a chance to be like that 13, 14, but they're gelling like really well. And if we can get – and I think really the key is a lot of people say it's going to be that that D two, DN2 spot. But if we can get – and I tell people all the time because – like I said earlier, people do not like Stephen Weatherly. If we can get Weatherly to play consistently and not have his lows be too low, I mean, you're set, man. I think you have you have a one really good one like top ten end. You have two really good middle players, or four actually, if you count Richardson and Watts. And then you have another guy who can hold his own. That's all we need for Weatherly. We don't need him to be a star. We just need him to hold his own, and that's exactly what I he would did like tonight. Some pressure from that side. And right. Especially on passing downs. And if we can get – if Everson can come in and be that rotational piece and get as much pressure as we did last year, we're golden. I'm, yeah, I'm, and I'm I not th- worried about the defensive line. Yeah, I think Yeah, I think the defense is just going to and, – and I think what happened last – if you remember last season, I want to say the first four games, the Vikings had – they were like last in the league of like time of possession mm-hmm. or offensive drives. That's going to be completely different this season. That is, that's, I don't think we're going to be anywhere near that. And that alone, I think, is going to stop our offense from what happened the first four, four or five ish games last season. So we're going to get that needed time to really bring everything together because this defensive unit is not going to allow most teams to put up points early on us right. to the point where we're always playing from behind. Where Kirk Cousins is in garbage time, patting his stats. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of that transition, we're going to quarterbacks. Is the faithful asked, is there a realistic chance the Vikes sign another backup QB? Well, to preface that, what did you think of all three? We had three play tonight. Kirk Cousins came out. We already reviewed his stats. He didn't throw anything behind beyond three yards, except for the one attempted to Adam Thielen get his head ripped off. Um, then we had Jake Browning come in with mixed results and then Kellen Mond come in for virtually, I think all the second half. What was your impression on Browning and Mond? Uh, I would not be surprised if Jake Browning didn't make the roster, man. He's looked terrible two games back to back. And that's just, you can't have that from your QB two. You need your QB two. You don't need your QB two to be overly explosive, but you need them to be competent in running your game plan. And Jake Browning did not do that. So I, I think... And the two-minute drill, he drove down the field a bit. But with the problem with Jake Browning, I saw, is where his passes were, were rarely off, on target. Off. Right. And he wasn't even, they're like, pressure. These are... High. Yeah. And I, I just... I think they will. I think... And then Kellen Bond just isn't ready. He's just... He had an okay debut last week. He came back this week. He was a little more hesitant and he was like, I don't, I feel like he was scared to, he was like, he was playing scared. Like he didn't want to make a mistake. He didn't want to do anything worse, but that ended up making things worse. So I do think they go out and try to sign someone that can, I I don't think it'll be anything splashy, but I do think it'll be someone who's, who's uh, experienced and can run a game plan. That's really all. They have weapons. They really just need someone who can run plays in and out. 
Well, see, I saw a promise out of Kellen Mond. He did some moving. He yeah. Even Browning did some moving, um, in the pocket to get out. There were some good throws. Uh, there was the one kid from Colorado that dropped every single pass that went his way for Mond. Um, and you watch the ball hit his hands and then hit his chest, and it's just like. Um, but anyway, I used to teach that people that ear it just. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, there were some good things, right? Is he ready? Ah, that's a different question mark to take over that QB two slot. Jake Browning, I think, knows the plays. He's just not physically capable of right. doing it. He's, the talent level isn't there. Now, will they go out and get somebody? Let's see if the sea chickens cut. Uh, what's his face? Um, our backup from the last couple of years. Oh, Stanley? No, not Stanley. Oh, um, or Mannion. 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 Yep. Oh, they hate it. Oh, man. Everybody yeah. hated Sean Mannion. <laughs> they hated him. And now he's going to be that. He's a coach on the sideline <laughs> because Kirk never gets hurt. Um, who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I it, To me, it doesn't matter. Kirk literally doesn't get hurt. He's played every single game. Now, of course, this year we know the whole COVID deal. We saw quite a few players on the sideline with masks on. We don't know if that's... They're upping the protocols a bit. Not everybody did. But... <clears throat> Who knows? And if... And if Kirk goes out, especially for an extended period of time. Question is, do we want him to win? Yes, we want him to win. Or do we want him to lose, get better draft position, and everybody be fired? <laughs> yeah, there's that too. So it tugs at it. Um, <laughs> is the faithful no odd man? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, what sucks about Mond is that, like, he requires just a completely different game plan defensively. So if he can just, and he doesn't even have to put it all together. If he can just put like a quarter of it together, he could survive for a game or two and actually get us a win. I feel like sometimes he's just hesitant to use his legs. And that as of right now for Kellen Mond, that's his best asset. I mean, I understand that he's still learning as a passer. He's still going over his mechanics. He's still learning the playbook, but once the play breaks down, that's probably when Kellen should be at his best, when he can move freely and do things that it's really hard to defend. <laughs> Davidson can't even catch. <laughs> he couldn't catch a football, that's for sure. Um, Jim, <laughs> we did talk about Thielen, not about his injury on that pass play that um, Kirk tried to get his head taken off of. He did come up gimpy on that one, but he was fine after that. It looked like a cramp or something. Something minor, and he limped yeah. off, but he was fine after that. It was probably a cramp or sore or something. Nothing major. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we'll see Thielen for the rest of the preseason. I think he gave everybody a little bit of a scare. Like that's the last last preseason snap Thielen takes. <laughs> but, but he dropped the football. He shouldn't have dropped the football. I mean, it wasn't a perfect pass, but he shouldn't have dropped the football. There were a lot of a lot of tight window throws with Cousins too. Like guys were not getting separation. I think like besides the two throws to the flat, everything Cousins throwing was throwing was really tight. So KJ Osborne is not really living up <laughs> to that uh, that camp that everybody loved. Now again, let's can't, talk wide can't receiver talk. three. Who moved I think up as in of right battle today. I don't think anybody moved. I think as of right now, it is D.D. Westbrook's job to lose, and he is not even taking a snap yet. <laughs> so I think I think when D.D. comes back, he kind of just automatically inserts there. They haven't showed anything in a game to really warrant not to put D.D. there. I mean, you go out, you sign him. His wide receiver coach knows him. He knows what he can do. So – you know, you, the guy, the younger guys are already at a disadvantage because the wide receiver coach is probably like banging the table to bring this guy in here. So he's already ahead of everybody else. So they really, to, they really needed to show something. I liked the route that we had from ISM where he got open. Unfortunately, it was called back by a really bad holding call. But I think as of right now, we will see D.D. Westbrook breathe a wide receiver three week one. They might filter some of those guys in there, but I do think he takes the majority of the snap. And it's probably for the best. He's the only guy 
outside of Jefferson and Thielen that can probably be a wide receiver too for a game and survive. So it's probably for the best. And we had BB who actually ran some solid yeah, routes out there right. this game. <laughs> I know we don't. I know we're not BB fans, <laughs> but hey, he's. He's beating those guys out in the game. He's been there before. He knows how to get open. He's making catches. He was open again on an out route, but Browning threw it like out of the stadium. So, <laughs> yep. so but he did catch those, a couple good ones for long yardage, right. for decent yardage, right. and and he was open. And you can't, he is doing yeah. that yeoman's work. And if he if BB can turn into that guy that when you need that first down. He's that one yard behind the sticks, and he's reliable to catch it. I'll be happy, right? That's what you want from your right. wide receiver three guy. If BB's that guy, cool. If he's taking that next step, cool. But he just makes it so frustrating for us watching him has over the past couple of years. Hopefully that changes. It's a new season, 2021, baby. It's an odd year. Everything's going to be great. Um, let's hope. <laughs> and it's only as as when I talk to Mary, it's only the preseason. As we yell at our TVs, it's only the preseason. Preseason I know one thing. is for a lot of this to be worked out. I was at I was at a cookout for the first quarter of the game, and I like yelled when Troy Dye got that interception. <laughs> the whole party stopped to look at me. I know it's preseason, man, but we are still excited out here. We love watching all these guys play f- through all fourth quarters. I love watching all the depth. That Jordan Scott interception, man, is you still love seeing still love seeing all that stuff. It's just great to watch these guys go out there. I think cuts are like soon because we play Friday. I forget. I think it goes down to like what sixty-five. Well, we go to eighty on Tuesday, and then down to the fifty-three the following Tuesday. The following, okay, 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 gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, Friday against the Chiefs. Hopefully, we can see. I think it's time we see Kalamun QB two. You have to give him, you know, that cute that uh, two line. Uh, Cole Davis both had great days. I don't know if Brandel played. I'm not sure if I saw him I out don't there. I remember if- seeing him either. That's, that's it. if if he if he did play that's a good thing yeah so <laughs> don't recall his name right yeah Cole had a good game Davis had a good game uh, so obviously that depth on the offensive line is still growing so I mean I think you put Kellamon out there you give him KJ ISM hopefully maybe I doubt Didi Westbrook gets a snap they'll probably save him for week two or three ish so hopefully he can, can he can uh. Do something. That's what we need. We wanted him to see him continue to do something, but he didn't. Right. Um, they were talked about Raymond QBs and aggressiveness. I did see Browning and Mon go deeper than Cousins. So it's a matter of who's open. Right. And yeah, I like that the in route was uh it was a nice progression too because he could have thrown a really bad pass. They showed it from the QB view. It was like a he had like two going up across the field and then he had an in coming up behind it. The guy from the seam was kind of open, but the safety was sitting on it. So right. it was I really liked that Kellen waited, went into his progression, and then hit the the end once it came open. So we are seeing some solid stuff from him. It's just we're not seeing it like Back to back, please. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll see that this week. Uh, I I like that he got some deeper throws in and Clint kind of opened up the playbook. Not everything was super short. Not a million carries in the third and fourth quarter. Even though AJ Rowe had he had a solid couple of runs. Rose had a couple game, a uh, couple runs, and then in the first quarter half, um, Amir Abdullah was definitely going to make his case for not being cut from this. By, uh, from the running back court. He was balling today. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's nice to see. Yeah, nice to see that we have guys beyond. Uh, obviously, we wanted to see uh, Kine out there, but hyperextended knee. Uh, it's good to see we have guys beyond Madison and Cook in case one of those two were to go down. It's nice to have depth there. I don't think A.J. Rose makes the team, but I also don't think – does he survive waivers? I mean, I know that it's. I put that in the in the chat earlier in this week. I had him down as RB five, right? Because I think right. Abdullah is RB four, and I think Wangu is RB Wangu is RB three. 
And it's, we don't keep five running backs. Right. We keep four maximum. And sometimes even three when you can consider we add a fullback to that. Yeah, so, especially now that C.J. Ham is carrying the football. Yes, and C.J. <laughs> had a great carry. Um, Steven asked, what about special teams? Uh, special teams played better today. Yes. I think if we can get that consistent of a performance in all three favorite, all three phases, I think we're happy. Obviously, we want to make all of our kicks, but punt coverage, kick coverage, I think started out like a little spotty. There was like a missed tackle that led to the guy getting to like the 27 or the 28. Right. But after that, it cleaned up. Uh, Dan Chisnia had a really, really good punt return coverage. They doubled both gunners, and he still got down the field to force a fair catch. So... Those guys out there, guys like Dan Chisnia, who are making their living on special teams, I like to, I like see, I like seeing stuff like that because while he may not make the team as a receiver, he's still doing things that are important because special team was losing us games last year. Yep. Hey, there's three parts to this game: offense, defense, and special teams. All three are important. So, yeah, is the faithful Rose is going to be a tough one because he's played well. He's played well. I thought Abdullah would be the one to go, but like I said, he made a case for himself tonight as well. Osborne yeah, on, it a, is, punt, it's nice on a punt things. return um, didn't do real well. I think he got five yards. Um, ISM where had the big punt return. BB did well on the pass catching. So. Yeah, it's, it's cuts are going to be weird, man. It's going to be see. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who. Uh, but also, there's just there's a couple guys who I see who get cut, probably make it through waivers. Uh, right. Rose is really the only guy. I think Rose is the only guy I see maybe not make it through waivers if they were to get cut. And I think it was Ryan in there with the book, the program tossing the wave. Yeah, I wanted to ask about that. We saw on Twitter, everybody was talking about how the crowd was doing the wave and they were throwing up their programs. And then over the big voice comes, you cannot throw anything in the stadium. Right? And everybody was like, ah! <laughs> Ryan, were you one of them? <laughs> Answer us. We want to know. And then we got some couple questions about the secondary. The secondary, the depth played so much better. Like you saw guys like Perry Nicholson and mm-hmm. Harrison Hand had a big day. And uh, I know there's a lot. People are worried about Cam Dantzler. I wouldn't be just yet. He's only been targeted twice in two games. The one eighty-yard touchdown. I don't think it was against him. Apparently, Mike Zimmer had said somewhere that it was his fault, but I, I still don't think that was on him. He did give up that crosser route, but crossers are hard. They're really hard to cover, man, man, man to man across the entire field. So I wouldn't be too worried about Dantzler, especially because Breland just came out there and played amazing. I still dan- still think Dantzler gets his fair share of snaps, and I think he'll be fine. I don't think he'll be a liability anywhere. But seeing Harrison Hand play well was good because now you start to worry about – you have your top four guys, including McKenzie Alexander. You still need that depth, and I think Harrison Hand kind of provides that guy that can step in for a game he actually did it for his last season i believe it was against the saints he stepped in and had a good game even though obviously it didn't matter because kamara like broke records that day but harrison hand has you know some solid play under his belt and now we have a guest yes we do speaking (laughs) of being in the stadium there he is mr ryan ortega sports guy ryan is here joining us today. How was the game from the stadium? Quite bad. I mean, <laughs> watching that <laughs> It didn't look that awful. bad on TV. I mean, there was bad parts, and there was good parts, and there was bad parts, and there was good parts, but it didn't look that bad. The um, the atmosphere is great. I think the fans were into it. You know, we had a big skull chant going. Um, you know, my son and his buddy were just having a blast. It was, it was great. A lot of dipping dots and you know, uh, you know, lemonades and stuff. So no, they're having a blast. But in terms of the on field quality, offensively was just putrid at best. I mean, it was it was quite poor. So um, no, just a quick uh, answer to the question around the. Um, the programs and stuff. So people kept making paper airplanes 
and trying to shoot them onto the field. I think about 10, 15 of them from what I could see actually made it on the field. We had like four in the end zone that we were driving towards at the end. Um, Mm -hmm. I think one made it right. Uh, It it actually went all the way across the field right in front of the Vikings bench. Um, And one almost hit a cheerleader in the face. It seemed like it was like went right by them. They had to like duck. So, um, so I think that's what the PA announcer was talking about was more the, uh, the fact that that was happening. And the wave was two sections over from me. That's where I was trying to get started, and not a lot of people got into it. So it it, it died, you know, a quarter of the way into the stadium. So, hey, I do want to give something for this year, since we got fans back. We also have cheerleaders back, and I want to thank the Vikings for that. We didn't have them last year. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I didn't even notice that. I think about it. we didn't. Uh-oh. Huh. We'll get them back this year. Yeah. Always a part. Not really. Not really them. something I pay attention to, but you know, I'm sure that they're fun for you know some people. To get sure. To <laughs> I'm single. I can't. Sorry. <laughs> Is it the only reason why you buy a ticket? We don't go to actually watch the game, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, but yeah, then you always, you always got to love the fans in the stadium who think they're you know they're the head coach or think that they know everything about football. I had a guy try to tell me that or try to tell his buddy or whoever it was um, that when when Mond ran and slid that the clock should stop. It's just you, you just don't I just don't get people. But yeah, I mean it's it's funny to to kind of listen to that. People watch. I mean that was it was it was a good game. It was a good game just from that perspective. But yeah, in terms of on field quality, uh Joe uh who is it? What's his name? Um is it Joseph? Greg Joseph, yeah. Greg Missing Joseph. that kick, uh yeah. that was, you know, not great. Um the line to get a burger was awful. Uh yeah, I mean it was it was fun though. I I enjoyed. It's the preseason. I enjoyed being there. They've got to work this stuff out. Yeah, <laughs> they got to open up another cashier or something. You know, they're just working out the kinks. They'll get another grill for the regular season. Freddie, it's only three and a half. I thought it was like seventeen. Um. Anyway, uh, the Bengals look bad, man. Did you guys catch the Bengals preseason game? They do not look good defensively. Defensively, they look okay. Okay, actually, that Trey Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard duo is actually doing better than what I thought they were. But offensively, man, Zach Taylor, that play calling, I know Burrow isn't playing, but they don't look good at all offensively. Pass blocking, running, that offense just looks terrible. Well, I got two points here. First off, Ryan, what are you drinking? Um, Stone, Stone Brewery. They make a, uh, it's kind of like a cerveza with uh, infused salt and lime uh, called Buena Vesa. Ah, nice. Yeah, it's cool. uh, one of my favorite beers. My wife actually found it at, uh, at a local bar or whatever, and uh, they started selling it at Total Wine, so I'm like all about it. Cool. Um, that was the first thing. And the second thing was, speaking of the Cincinnati game, did any of you see the Chicago game? Yes. I saw bits and pieces. And they were bad. What about it? They were bad. Oh, yeah, they were real bad. And Andy Dalton sucks. Yeah, I mean, Mitch Trubisky <laughs> was, Andy Dalton is horrible. Mitch Trubisky was thrown all over the field. Oh, he the was, only highlight for them was he was lighting them up. Viking Rodney Adams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we even got Joseph, or is the faithful talking, were they worse than the Bears? They were bad. And it was just, boy, and then Nagy comes out and says, I'm starting Andy Dalton. I'm like, outstanding. Yes. <laughs> Too bad we don't play them week one. Yeah, we, we don't, don't even play, play them. them. Yeah, we don't play them early at all. We don't be long ago by the time we play them. Yeah. Mm. Freddie lets us know Vikes are favored by three. Uh, and he's putting oh. a stack on the Vikes. Um, don't bet on the Vikings, man. You can get to Harbor. Game one against Cincinnati. <laughs> Now, Courtney said, and she's 100% correct, Ryan, you're a season ticket holder. You've got to wait now over a month before you see the Vikings back home again. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Because next That's week okay. we go to Kansas City, and then we have a week off, and then it's two weeks on the road. 
Yeah, you think what? Cardinals week two against uh, Kyler Murray, so that should be fun. A fun game for me to watch. I, I love watching my OU quarterbacks, and and then we get Baker Mayfield two weeks later at home. And uh, my son has confirmed he's going to wear his Baker Mayfield jersey to the game, and I'm like, Ooh. dude, you should, you should you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. He's like, I don't care, Dad. I'm a Baker Mayfield fan. I'm like, respect, respect. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey that's cool. I'm yeah, I think I'm gonna try to throw my. Freddie's going to the seat checking game. Good for you, Freddie. That it should be a good one. Freddie, I'll be there, yeah. buddy. Should be a good one. With I'm at that, the Baltimore game. I think I might try to throw my jersey on. Well, that'd be a good one too. Um, with that, let's wind this up. Give everybody that's in the group chat a chance. Go watch some of the other post game shows because I'm sure what. We started as the whistle blowed, and they're probably getting started right about now. So, we all enjoyed the day. It was better than week one. It wasn't perfect by any means. Zimmer was in a better mood, from what I saw, at least at his halftime speech. And things are looking up. Let's hope the offense does better in week three. What do you think, Deshaun? Any last words? Deshaun? Uh-oh. Oh, my bad. You skipped. I didn't hear you. Any last words? <laughs> I got you now, though. I got you now. Oh. <laughs> uh, hey, man. Skull Vikes. Uh, I think great game to watch. I just I love it when the team doesn't look completely horrible. I love that Zim loved that the offense – he didn't care that the offense didn't do anything as long as his defense was fine. I thought that was the funniest <laughs> thing ever. He was the happiest man on the planet. Could not care less that the offense was terrible. <laughs> Ryan, any last things since you were there live and in person? Cut Jake Browning tomorrow and Skull Vikings. Everybody, enjoy your Sunday, rest of your Sunday. Enjoy Monday, and we'll see you tomorrow night. And with that, or not tomorrow night, tomorrow Sunday. We'll see you Monday night. We won't see you. There's going to be no two old bloggers tomorrow. I've got to take my daughter to the airport. So, hey, sorry. We'll see you Monday, and until then, Skull Vikings! Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell. And if you're listening on your favorite aggregator, make sure you rate us. And always feel free to join the conversation here at Climbing the Pocket. Skull, everybody. Skull, everybody.